0: we <laughs> Beings, blessings of y'all, welcome back to another episode of Young Plants Growing. We are on to episode three, and as always, I just want to express my full and complete gratitude for anyone who is like returning as a listener. Of course, my new listeners, I'm just grateful for y'all too. But anybody who has listened to one. And two, and now you're back for three. I just have to say that means so much because that just lets me know that this is something that's serving you and you're finding some value in what I'm sharing. So, thank you for being here. I want to talk today about oh, yeah, I always forget to do the part, you know, just sharing that this is the podcast, Young Plants Growing, where you can come and allow yourself to be watered by the thirst-quenching word of Yahweh, so that we are all well-equipped to be well-watered human beings in this very dry, parched, dehydrated garden we call Earth. I don't want us to forget that. I feel like it's important for me to say that every time I open up an episode, because I just want us to be reminded that the enemy is always trying to provide something for us that is actually pulling us away from our heavenly abba. So just acknowledging that like we are in a fallen existence, we do live in a world where there are entities that are against us. Not everyone has our best interests, you know. We are living we are living a life where we are battling not with flesh and blood, but with spirits and principalities. And so yeah, just keep that in mind as you're going throughout life. We have to stay girded up. We have to stay on guard. And that's really just the point of what I want to give in this podcast. So I feel like it's important for me to just remind us every time that, yeah, we're living in a parched, dehydrated earth. And so the value in watering ourselves with the thirst quenching word of Yah so that we can keep, we can have our sword, we can stay with ourselves just fully prepared to approach whatever spiritual battle we have knowing that y'all is on our side that's the energy that's what that's what young plants growing is giving for me for sure and i pray that that's what it's giving for you so today i don't actually have like i was inspired literally right before i turned on the mic and i want to talk about something that um I haven't actually written out as a topic per se, so I don't have like points that I wrote down that I'm like, okay, I want to hit on this, this, and this. I'm truly letting the most high lead, um, and it's just something that I'm very passionate about. So um, it can be a little bit controversial, like a topic that's controversial, but I want to talk about it because I feel like it's just not talked about enough, and so the topic is celibacy, and... Yeah, the C word, celibacy. Because for me, like I guess I'll just start by saying celibacy is what brought me my husband. And yes, that was the goal for me. That might not be the goal for you. Like you might not be a woman in at, at this point in life, or even a man at this point in life, where you're like, I'm ready to be married that's not even the point necessarily. I myself did want marriage. Um, but I was submitted to you in such a way where I didn't feel like marriage would come immediately. And that's not why I was practicing celibacy. Like, it wasn't like I was like, I'm, I wasn't bartering with you Like I'm going to, uh, you know, be celibate so that the father can send my husband. That wasn't the point for me. It was more so I'm practicing celibacy because I'm fully submitting to my heavenly Abba. And I know that submission to my heavenly Abba in this way will provide the level of clarity that I am seeking in dating so that I can be prepared for my husband whenever he comes. And In a sense, like I guess it was a form of fasting. So um, because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't um, a virgin, but I had taken. I was intentional about like this is something that I'm removing from my life. I am not going to be um, engaging in sex with anyone that is not my husband anymore. And that was life changing because when I tell y'all I made that decision, and then I met my husband. Like <laughs> I would say, so like our our love story is a little weird because I met him in March of 2022, but we like it wasn't like I met him with um with any intention of dating him. I had a friend who was his cousin, and me and his cousin um we went over to his house because, you know, at the time he was living with his family. So we really went over to his house, like, just so we could visit, like, her aunt and uncle, like, that kind of thing. And um, then he walked into the house and it was just like a, you know, a brief introduction, like, oh, this is my little cousin, whatever, so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, at that time, like, I was actually ending, closing a chapter of life with a partner that I was with for five years. And I just wasn't in a space where I felt like I was ready to date or be, um, definitely wasn't in my mind, like, looking for being ready to be married. Um, It was really just like, I'm just spending this time, me and y'all. I was in my word. I had started going to church and surrounding myself with community, um, biblical, like, spiritual community, biblical-based community, I guess, people that believed in the Bible, people that believed in the word of Yah, and actually were living out the word of Yah. That's who I was surrounding myself with, and um, that's just the space that I was in at that point in life when I met him in March. So then June, I got invited to one of his listening parties, because my husband is an artist, um, a music artist, a composer, and he had a listening party slash, like, movie premiere, 'Cause I don't know if y'all are familiar with like Beyonce or Solange, how they will do those movies. Um, it's like the music videos aligned with their entire album. And so he did something like that, which I thought was very creative. I had not seen anyone else doing something like that, like with um just for sure not in the city. But anyways, that was really cool to me. Went to the listening party slash premiere. And, um, that's when I feel like I met him and the veil was truly lifted. And at that time, I was, like I said, just submitted to y'all. Like I was being very intentional about how I was dating all the way down to like where I was dating. So some of the things that I did in my single season, um, when I guess when I, yeah, I was still single when I was dating him because I was single until I got married. So In my single season, when I did begin to date my husband, which that was such a short time. Like when I tell you, his listening party was the end of June, we were married by July 9th. So I was not, I did not waste any time um, just dating. It was one of those things where like I was so submitted to y'all and was in such a space where I could hear him so clearly that when this man came to me, it was like, this is who it is. And I didn't have any doubt. I couldn't describe the feeling that I had. It was just a knowing, like a sureness that came from the most high. Um, and of course all my family was like, what are you doing? Like you just got out of something. Is this a, you know, rebound all the, all of their, uh, opinions. But I just, it was just like, nah, this is straight from Yah, and two years in, like, really more than two years in, almost going on three years, we will make three years this year, but yeah, three years in, just about, we are still going strong, and and that's a blessing, and that's just a direct factor pointing to the fact that, like, it is Yah, it was Yah's doing, and our obedience is what got us to this point, but anyway, um, when we were dating I was very intentional about like where we were dating because I know myself I had to be honest with myself and I knew that even though I had committed to celibacy, there were parts of my flesh that still wanted to have sex like it wasn't like I said I was celibate and now I don't even have the desire to do this like I, I for sure had the desire especially when I'm meeting this man and I'm attracted to him like yes I want to do this I haven't had sex in a while I want to. But it was something about ya and just my commitment to him that made me be like, okay, well, because I know this about myself, I am not going to do the typical, like, let's go somewhere late at night where we could possibly just pull up somewhere in the car or, you know, you come over to my house and... We're in a space where we're, you know, in private. We could easily do this. I was just very intentional about, like, where we're going to be. So, I felt like I'm not coming to your house. You can't come to mine. Um, We can go out to eat. We can go to the museum. We actually had one of our first official dates. Our actual first date was, and this is the wild thing. This is how I knew it was God. Our first date was at this bar called Axelrad. That's another thing I did. We went to a bar, and it was really just because it was, like, a local spot, Axolot is actually a really cool dope spot. It's not really just a bar. It's like a space where they do like live music and they have games and they have hammocks. Like it's a dope outdoor space. It was it was nice. It was a vibe. And um but I intentionally chose not to drink. Because I didn't want the date and what I felt from the date, like my first initial encounter with him where we're really getting to know each other, I didn't want that to be influenced by the alcohol. And I also didn't want to, any spirits, you know, alcohol is a spirit. So I didn't want to have any... Any additional spirits, only the Holy Spirit within me, as I am getting to know this man and asking him questions and answering questions he's asking me. Like I didn't want to have any opportunity to blame it on the alcohol, which that's something that I had done in my past. I'm comfortable. I'm gonna have a drink. I felt like I felt like having a drink would like loosen me up a little bit if I was a little bit anxious about the the date or the experience. But I had to be really intentional. Like there whatever feelings I have like whatever anxious feelings I have which honestly going into I didn't have any anxiety so that's another green flag I guess like I went into this fully just like if it doesn't work it doesn't work like I'm just meeting a person you know I'm just meeting somebody new I'm not meeting him with the hopes that he likes me I'm not meeting him trying to impress him I'm just going on this this leisure experience to meet another human being, honestly, it would be dope if we just became friends. And I had a male friend that I could just talk to and get the male perspective as I am in my single season, just have someone to really confide in, um, of the opposite sex that could give me more insight about like, you know, this is what men are looking for. This is what a man of God desires. And, um, just to be able to like, get that, yeah, like, yeah get that insight from the male figure and not just any man but a man who is submitted to y'all and I knew that this man was submitted to y'all based off of how he presented himself because it's in the fruit right that all goes back to young plants growing if we're young plants growing we're bearing fruit and the fruit that we bear is what people can take and eat from and see and receive and be like, oh, this is good fruit. And so just from the things that he was sharing from what I heard from his music, I knew that like, okay, this is a man that's on a upward uh a upward spiral <laughs> with ya. He is walking with ya. And um so yeah, I just I knew that like based off of his fruit, it was a man of y'all and I just was like, even if it doesn't work out and it's not like he doesn't turn into my husband, um this would make for I think he would make for a great friend. And so I went on this date with just totally relaxed like with ya at the at the forefront of my mind and in the center of it all. Um and it turned out to be an amazing date. I did not drink and we had awesome conversation and it was in-depth conversation. Like we was really talking um, the Holy Spirit was definitely in the midst of our encounter, and from there, when we stayed there till Axel Rad closed. rat closed at like midnight, I think, maybe one o'clock. I don't know. But after it closed, we did not want to like we were enjoying the time that we were spending together. So together, I'm I'm so excited about talking about this, or like energized about this discussion that I'm kind of talking really fast. But let me slow down so that I can make my words clear and enunciate. Our date went so well and we were really enjoying the time that we shared together that we didn't want the time to end yet. So he asked me if I wanted to go somewhere else. And let me tell y'all, I felt so comfortable. I felt, I knew that I was in the space of the most high um, and that I was covered by him so much to the point where I decided to get in the car with this man, left my car at Axel Rad got in the car with this man, and we drove to Buffalo Bayou Park. That's a park, um, for those of y'all who do not live in Houston, Texas, or are not aware of, uh, like, have never visited Houston, Texas. Buffalo Bayou is a large park, which is literally what it sounds like, a bayou. It's a, um, sidewalk built around, like, a bayou, a big ditch, and this is where I was out walking with this man at, like, one in the morning. So, If he were someone who wanted to harm me, I definitely gave him all the opportunity to do it. None of my family knew him like they knew I was on a date, but I didn't. I didn't even really know enough about him besides the fact that he was my friend's cousin to be able to tell my family like this is who it is and blah blah blah. And even the name that I had initially was his like rapper name, so like his his artist name. So I didn't even have the name to give them like oh I'm going on a date with. Darren, like it was like his name his artist name is Buddy Rowe, so that's really you know all they would have had but anyways I felt comfortable for all the reasons I said The I knew the most High was in the mist you know it was my friend's cousin it was some level of familiarity but I still didn't just know him so all of those factors just kind of led me to believe like this is the most high when we were walking around the ditch in Buffalo Bayou Park we first of all this was like a date that turned into like six hours so we were out at the park until maybe four in the morning, um, literally just talking. And when I say like talking about so much substance, having a discussion fully involving you yeah. And it was at that moment that I knew like, this is my husband. I didn't know how quickly he was going to become my husband, but I knew this is my husband. Like this is the man that y'all has for you. This is the man that y'all created you for, Brianna. And um there was really like no doubt about it at all. So our day ended um with us going to Katz's. I don't know if it's Katz's or cats, but it was nasty. I don't really like cats, but it was the only thing that was open. And um we just again like didn't want the date to end. So we went and got some food just to be able to like have more time to talk. And it was phenomenal like i it's a blessing it's just i know that y'all was in the midst of that entire thing and so y'all was in the midst of it because i intentionally brought y'all into the midst of it so um yeah like just to kind of sum it all up Basically what I did was I dated with intention. We met at a public place. I did not say like, sure, come over or let's go to the movies where we're not even really going to talk. Like I wanted to do something where all we have is space to talk and and. Spark each other's brains or like pick each other's brains and really inquire about the things that I wanted to know. I wanted to talk about y'all. I wanted to talk about his intentions, his goals, his purpose. Like, what do you feel like you're supposed to be doing? And are you doing that? Um, What has y'all purposed you to do? And are you in alignment with that purpose? Like, I was asking some questions, y'all. And he was, and I knew it was aligned because he was asking me similar questions. We weren't talking about surface level things. Like, we kind of just, the only surface thing was introducing ourselves. Like, and then it just immediately got deep. Like, introducing ourselves, like, our names. You know, here's my nickname, but like, this is what you can call me (laughs) type of thing. And then it was just straight to the point. Um, and I, I guess I make that point because like everyone was calling him by his artist name, but I wanted to know like, nah, what is your real name? Cause I'm not, I'm not no regular degular. I'm not calling you what everybody call you. Tell me what your government name is, the name your mama gave you, the name that the Most High told your parents to give you. That's what I want to call you. Um, and yeah, after that, it was just like pulling back layers, talking about just our childhood, talking about the father, talking about, um, our desires for ourselves, like as parents, what we see for ourselves in marriage. Like it was just, it was good. And, um, yeah, I was, yeah, intentional about where we, where we met, why, um, what I did while we met there so like I didn't want to be influenced by any spirits I didn't drink um, and then the next date that we had we went to an art museum we went to the museum of fine arts in Houston and again that was intentional because I felt very comfortable with him so I knew like if you come over to my house I'm gonna do you I'm gonna do you and it wasn't it wasn't because like you know I that that the whole phase that I talked about at the in the first episode, that was gone. And it's interesting because I shared that episode with my husband and he was actually a little triggered by it. And I don't know if it triggered anyone else. I just want to clarify that I'm not saying whole phase in the sense of like, I was just out here just freely doing what I wanted to do. It was a lack of submission to ya that had me totally confused about who I was, the value that I held that had me doing things that represented that I was submitted to my flesh and not to y'all. And when you're submitted to your flesh, you will pretty much do whatever, you know, like because there there is the flesh has no um, moral compass. The flesh does what feels good to the flesh. And so anytime I wanted to do what I wanted to do, I was doing it because I was doing what the flesh said. And that's really what I mean by like ho phase. It, it was just like no, um, no spiritual, moral, biblical based decision making. And I know that that's not like the Google terminology for ho, or like even the cultural term for ho. But that's what I that's what I mean when I say that. I was just not making decisions with my body and with myself that would please the Most High, and. I was just being loose with with myself, and not even just in sex, but in other areas of my life, spiritually loose, mentally loose. I was watching things that um, would influence me to make those fleshly decisions. I was eating things that just, just served me in my flesh and not in my spirit and didn't really contribute to... A overall holistic well-being that like eating things I would stimulate my mind in a way that would help me su- submit to the father um things I was really just feeding my flesh and producing more of a fleshly experience so like it wasn't just um yeah like a sexual openness it was just open period and one thing that I always say which I will say this now and then I will make a episode specifically like going deeper into this but if you're not a vessel for y'all on purpose then you are unintentionally a vessel for satan and that's just what it is and that's where i was i was not on purpose living my life for y'all i was not intentionally like i am Yah's vessel. I am the habitation of my father. So as the habitation of my father, I need to do or be or behave like this. It was just like I'm just out here. So that was a little bit of a detour, but I just wanted to share that because you know I know that if one person for sure was triggered, um, there might have been somebody else was that maybe just didn't really understand what I was saying about that. And so you might have had a certain um, like um barrier that came up for you that's like, oh, that's clearly not me. She's not talking about me. I'm not no hoe. And no, I'm not calling you a hoe. But I am saying that there are certain actions, I'm just saying, <laughs> that um if you're not a vessel for the Most High on purpose, then you are a vessel for Satan, and that could mean anything. That could mean that you are doing anything that could be harming you. And, one of the categories that I was doing that in was sexually. And that's what um that's where the most high really met me in my walk and really changed my life. Like that's 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 the area of my life where I saw the most immediate pivot um when I submitted to Yah. And so like that was my moment for me. Which your moment could be different. For you it could be something totally different that the most high uses to get your attention. But for me it was in my sexual um Lifestyle and the way that I was handling my vessel, which belongs to him. So that brings me back to the point that, um, yeah, dating with Yah in the center of it changed everything for me. And so I chose to be celibate and I chose to date in a way that would honor Yah, which made it easier for me to recognize what was from y'all and what wasn't from y'all because if I know that these are the qualities that y'all told me to honor for myself and then I meet a man that is not trying to respect those qualities then it's an automatic no for me I don't have to waste my time continuing to go on dates with this person I don't have to waste time continuing to text them continuing to try to get to know them if these initial qualities that the most high already gave me are not present and that is why I feel like I met my husband so quickly because I was very serious about that. I wasn't playing about myself. I did go on one date, before um, this date with my husband. I went on one date with someone actually that was from my past. It wasn't my like part, um, the person I had dated for five years, but it was somebody, you know, previously. And I don't even know why I decided to kind of revisit that. I think I was just. I don't know why, but anyways, this person kind of came about. Um, his approach was proper. So he did ask me out on a date and we went somewhere and I had a nice time, but I also just knew like you ain't the one. Because it was the it was the conversation, it was kind of like what we chose to do. Like we didn't even go we went to a bar, um, and it was a it was a dope little spot. It was like a bar like arcade kind of kind of thing. Um, But then after that, we went to, like, another bar. And I was just like, this is not, like, the bar, the place we went for food, but it was a bar spot. Like, it was still kind of, like, loud music, you know, lots of energy, lots of people. Like, it it was not really, there was no opportunity for um, conversational intimacy um, and just, like, a spiritual intimacy. There was no space for that where we went. And so from there, I just kind of knew, like nah this isn't what I want to this isn't how I want to spend my time so I never went on a date with that person again even though that person did like reach out to me I just had to be like it's not it's not aligned um and I didn't continue that um and so yeah like it It was just actually I lied or not lied but I forgot something I did go on a second encounter with this person, and the encounter was actually allowing this person to come over to my house, to my apartment, Um, and I did not fornicate. I didn't do anything with this person, but this was the the thing that solidified it for me, like, you are going outside of the boundaries that y'all set for you because this man asked you to. And any man that y'all sent, I knew for me, like any man that the Most High sent, he's going to respect those boundaries. One, naturally without me having to set them, but two, when I set them, when I verbalize those boundaries, he's going to respect them for sure. But I just like, yeah, it's like I didn't have to really, with my husband, I didn't have to set those boundaries. He wasn't asking to come over to my apartment, he wasn't choosing to take me out to places. Um, that were out of alignment with who I am as a woman, who I am as a woman of Yah, and just, um, just it was just things that naturally fit like what I'm interested in. It was aligned. That's all I can say about it. So from there, I knew like, yeah, this is the one. Um, and even when it came to my celibacy boundaries, those were respected. Um, of course, yes, there were times where we were tempted, um and i think that this temptation and this desire and all of the other things that i discussed like the conversation the most high was speaking to him the same way he was speaking to me we just knew like this is where this is where it's at and um yeah let's go ahead and just make it official like let's get married and it wasn't it wasn't a marriage that was like initially immediately let's go straight to the courthouse or let's like sign these papers it was spiritual before it was like um it was it was on earth as it is in heaven so because we were already aligned and spiritually together making this commitment in heaven because the most high ordained it then um that's really where it started for us and then eventually we did go and like you know get our marriage license but at first it was a spiritual marriage and that was perfect for me that was perfect for him it was perfect for us and um So, yeah, I just really want to encourage anybody who is in their single season, who is dating. This is a little bit early. Uh, I know that this was something that the most I wanted me to to discuss because I did have celibacy as a topic, but specifically I was going to have like this two-part series where I was discussing um, dating in a a way that uh, y'all supports or not supports, but like the way that y'all has ordained for us today and intends for us today. Um, that was like a whole series that I had and y'all just put it on my heart to talk about celibacy specifically. I will get more specific, um, in another episode where I'm talking about like dating as a woman of y'all or dating as a man of y'all. But, um, I just really, yeah, I needed to get this out there. Like celibacy is key. A lot of people, Um, struggle with celibacy just and I think it really just is based off of like the culture honestly there is a culture surrounding us that um encourages like sex as a form of getting to know each other but that's not sex is just sex (laughs) like when outside of the the um way that the most high intends, like, sex is just sex, and it is actually damaging you more than it is hurting you. I mean, what? It's damaging you more than it is supporting you. It's hurting you more than it's helping you, Um, and again, speaking from experience, I never want anyone to take what I'm saying and be like, oh, she just, she's this woman that feels like she's holier than thou. Like, no, I'm telling you this because I was the woman that was um, utilizing sex as a way to, like, feel closeness, and honestly, it just made me feel more empty and further away, far, like, farther away from the person, and most importantly, farther away from the most high. Um, at this time, there's a scripture that's been on my mind as I've been talking, and I'm gonna, uh, pull it up real quick. <sighs> I'm glad I got this off my chest because, honestly, like, Honestly, it's just, I've been wanting to talk about this, and I've been inspired to talk about this, but it's, a lot of people are not open to hearing that, Um, and a lot of people are not open to, like, the, what's the word, ooh, what is the word, the conviction that comes from me talking about um, practicing celibacy because they're just simply not ready and that's okay it's okay if you're not ready but i do want you to know that first corinthians chapter six says first corinthians chapter six verse 15 says know ye not that your bodies are the members of mashiach mashiach being christ Shall I then take the members of Mashiach and make them the members of a harlot? Never. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to a harlot is one body? For two, says he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto Yahweh is Yahad. Yahad meaning to be joined in unity, one with Yah in spirit. So, but he that is joined unto YAH is one that is joined in in YAH in spirit. Verse 18 goes on to say, flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body, but he that commits fornication sins against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Ruach HaKodesh, being the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which ye have of Elohim? And ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify Elohim in your body and in your Ruach, which are Elohim's. So it all belongs to Yah. And I wanted to read that verse, that scripture, because I feel like it really does truly represent what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to convey. So maybe like just reading that, maybe the right word, um, well, no, it was. 'Cause yeah, it was it was how, it was how. Because a harlot is a prostitute. But anyway, even with it saying harlot, harlot was, you know, someone that back in the day, and even today, it means the same thing today. Someone who would give their body to um the uh, the give their body to someone sexually <coughs> for like a certain gain, whether it was financial, a barter, anything for money. And um I wasn't doing it for money, but I was doing it not within the way that would please ya. So yeah, I mean like that's really what I'm trying to say. Just stop doing things with your body that does not please the most high. Stop doing things with y'all's vessel with the temple of Yah that does not please Him, because it would be very challenging for Yah to really take up as much space as possible. Yah can only take up as much space in your vessel um, that like you spiritually allow. So if you're putting other spirits into your vessel through exchanging sexually with someone, then how can you expect y'all to be the only thing that's using you? And that just really goes back to what I was saying about if you're not intentionally a vessel for y'all, then you're unintentionally a vessel for the devil. So practice celibacy, y'all. If you are single, if you are single, you should not be having sex. I'm going to just say it just straight, plain, just like that. I pray that that doesn't upset you. And I pray that I pray that it convicts you in a way that um, calls you higher. That's really all I'm doing. I want you to level up and be a leader. So I'm praying that you hear these words and you don't get offended, but you get inspired, you get encouraged, you feel, um, you have a a new outlook on. How you move, especially like we're, you know, in this new Gregorian year of 2024, don't repeat the same 365 days as you did in 2023. And I don't mean literally you're going to have the same exact, like January 1st, 2023, looks exactly like January 1st, 2024. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying spiritually, break the cycles. Reflect on what actions happen, what actions and what habits do you have that actually bring about a fruitfulness in your life. And then reflect on the habits that don't bring any fruit or that produce fruit that you cannot thrive and live and really eat fruit that you don't want to eat. Fruit that if you ate it, it would actually harm you. Like, reflect on those habits and leave those habits behind. And one of those habits, I'm telling you, one of those habits is for many people fornication. Stop fornicating, y'all. That, like, that has to stop. It has to stop. It has to stop. It's not, it's very hard to build a relationship on a foundation of y'all when fornication is involved because. One thing about fornication is that it, whew, it just it creates a lot of confusion. It intertwines a lot of things that just makes it hard to make a decision based off of what y'all said because you're not doing what y'all said in the first place. So, ooh, I'm gonna end this here because I do feel like this is getting into. First of all, the episode is getting longer than I want any of my episodes to be. I don't want to have super long things for y'all to listen to. Um, I like them to be short and sweet. So I want to kind of just end it here and I'm going to pick up on this in a future episode, because like I said, I did have a, a specific topic, a specific way that I wanted to present like dating as a woman of y'all or dating as a person of y'all. Um, and, Because again, this podcast is not just for the women's, it's for the men's, it's too. So y'all can come get y'all fixed too, y'all. You too are a young plant growing. Um, So yeah, just uh, continue to like, you know, building upon the last episode, is this action that I'm taking expansive or expensive? And stop fornicating. Those are the takeaways. Stop fornicating. Does fornicating expand you or does it expand you? And um whether or not you are seeking, whether or not you are seeking marriage, that's the oh that's the last thing I'm gonna say. Whether or not you're seeking marriage, do, like still stop fornicating. If even if you are not someone that's like, oh well, I don't want to be married ever, then stop having sex. If you're someone who's like, I don't actually, I'm not looking for that right now, then stop it because that's a lie, honestly. You're lying to yourself if you say that you don't want to be married, but you are dating and you are having sex. That's a lie completely. Number one, the way that y'all created us, we are created to um, be equally yoked with someone else. We are not really created to just be um, on our own. When he created... Adam, he created Eve as the help meet. okay? So we are created to have a help meet, which is why naturally many of us have the desire to be close with someone. We have the desire to have an intimate experience with somebody. Um, So just stop telling yourself that lie. That's, let's just start there. But also, if you are telling yourself that lie, let me break this down for you because... You wouldn't desire to, the the fact that, I'll say it this way, the fact that you desire to fornicate, the fact that you desire to, you know, um, go out with somebody, to date somebody, is the proof that you do desire marriage eventually. And if you do, the one thing you need to stop doing is fornicating. And stop dating without intention, without the way that Yah um, has said, I think that's for my next episode, I'm just going to go ahead and dive into that in the next episode. We'll be talking about how to date as a woman, as a man of y'all and, um, yeah, but that that's just the starting point. If you are listening to this right now and you're on your way to your, um, sex appointment, stop the car, pull over, stop the car, read first Corinthians chapter six, verse 15 any time that you might feel tempted, um, read First Corinthians chapter six verse fifteen, and uh, yeah, just know that you are y'all's, and you were bought with the price. So live like that, and that's all I have for y'all today. I love y'all so much. Thank you again for listening, for tuning in. It means so much to me, and I'm just excited that we're on this path together, this journey of being young plants growing. And I pray that you were. Well watered today. Peace, y'all.